Well, today on the program, what I'd like to do is take some time to share a bunch of news stories we've been following on a number of different topics, give you a little bit of commentary, but before the program is over today, before today's edition is done, I hope instead of being worried, you will have everlasting hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Now, for many of you that have listened to the program, Truth to Ponder, and by the way, welcome to our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder, and I am your host, Bob Bierman. For the last several weeks, since the beginning of this year, and really since the end of last year, I started having this feeling that I've shared with you, that the year 2022 is going to be a year of revealing of truth, and I believe a lot of the COVID narrative is going to fall apart. I started saying this back in December that I just really felt very impressed that this can't hold on forever. You can't hide you can't hide the truth forever, not not in the digital age like we have today. And it seems that for the past, well, since the beginning of this past year, beginning of 2021, The tech tyrants, the people at Facebook and Twitter and what have you, YouTube, they have gone into overdrive to try to shut down any dissenting voices that would go against a specific narrative, even if the narrative they're trying to maintain is increasingly proven to be a false dichotomy. I mean, we we were told what? At the end of 2020, when the vaccines, for example, were first bought to, you know, to bear that, hey, we've got this wonderful new treatment that we were able to do in just a matter of months. Now, I never believe they, they did this in a matter of months. It was something about it that didn't smell right from day one. We talked about it last year. That This stuff has been in the works for ages. We now know almost 20 years, at least 10 to 12, but more likely 20 years, the idea of mRNA technology, hey, it was already coming to bear in 1989, though they hadn't found a practical application. The idea of the coronaviruses have been played with for almost 20 years. Go back to 2003, 2004, the first SARS-CoV outbreak. They tried to say it came from, oh, I don't know, a bat in Wuhan or something like it, maybe Uh, another type of similar animal. 30,000 Americans died, but you didn't hear about that. And then we've also discussed in this past week how these viruses have been viewed as a potential bioweapon, and we needed an antidote. So there's been a lot of money spent illegally in pushing these vaccines and and this bioweapon that violated United States law. And I really believe, I read an article the other day and it gave me some, you know, positive hope. And it's a prediction that before much longer, Dr. Anthony Fauci will probably retire. I mean, after all, he is over 80 years of age. He did make millions of dollars during the pandemic. He has a net worth in the millions. And before 
before there's a change of hands at the, uh, shall we say, in the Congress and the Senate of the United States, which is probable, not, not in the bag yet, and I'll explain that a little later, what I really believe you're going to see happen is that people like Dr. Fauci are going to be tossed under the bus. Their usefulness for the cause is over. I think we're going to see a lot of other emails coming out that are going to be more damaging to Dr. Fauci's, shall we say, persona, uh, his career, and his um, integrity. It's going to come out. The Lord laid on my heart last year, right about Christmas time, that something was going to happen in this year. I didn't know what it was. I wasn't about to overly predict. But the one word that kept coming to mind, and it's not just me, many other of my friends that I talk to privately have had this same strange but good feeling, that the veil of truth, in other words, the veil is going to be pulled back, the curtain is going to be pulled, and the truth to those that will see it will be revealed. A lot of people that have been, let's say, sheepish, and I don't want to sound insulting in saying that. Those that have been, shall we say, trying to go along to get along, they're not exactly pro-vaccine, they're not exactly anti-vaccine. They, they really wanted to believe that the claims made at the end of 2020 that if you take this, uh, it'll create antibodies and you'll be COVID-proof. A lot of people wanted to believe it especially after all the inf- the numbers we have been hearing in 2020 of the thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands that died of COVID in the United States. Even more died in 2021. <laughs> Funny with the vaccine, no less. And now the narrative is beginning to shift. And, and it's a little shift here. It's another little shift over there. Uh, for example... Rachel Walensky at the CDC all of a sudden is talking in terms of, you know, the vaccine doesn't stop the transmission of COVID. Well, why would she say that after spending a year saying that it does? And here's the reason why. She knows full well the narrative ultimately will collapse. It always does. And in this day and age where there is so many end runs around the existing legacy media, even a lot of the Internet media, and you can't control all speech as much as you try, unless you are fully in a camp like those that would listen to a Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, who's also leaving her primetime post pretty soon. Yeah, she's the one that said back in oh, I think in March of this past year, that if you take the vaccine, you will not get COVID. And because you do not get COVID, it'll stop the spread. It'll end with you and everybody that's vaccinated. But all summer long, all during the fall, and as we entered the winter, we kept telling you on this program that that's not necessarily going to be the case. And so what started out as your COVID proof became, well, your chances are less. Well, your symptoms might be less. Well, yeah, you really can spread it just as bad, if not worse, than those that are unvaccinated. And on and on it went. 
the narrative has been collapsing because the numbers are coming in. And all those that had held out hope, believing all the hype from Moderna and Pfizer and AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson and others, all those that invested in those companies, they're beginning to have some second thoughts. If you don't believe it, look at the value of Moderna stock, for example. It's going down. Why is it going down? Because even Wall Street understands that the promises made cannot be kept. And people are going to become more resistant, more vocal, more angry, and more uncontrollable. Now, countries like Austria are fighting as hard as they can to keep the, the narrative of getting vac- you know, vaccinated alive. And there's really several reasons for this. Number one... This, this vaccine has nothing to do with COVID, in my opinion. It just doesn't anymore. It's all about compliance, not COVID. It's all about control, not COVID. It's all about knowing more about you and the things that you do. It's all about a global reset. Even Klaus Schwab, I wish I had the audio cut in front of me, but it wasn't that long ago that he said, that we only had a small window of opportunity during the coronavirus pandemic to initiate a global reset. And he's right. And that window now is closing. As much as they are screaming and fighting and holding on in some places to the bitter end, those those at the CDC, those in many places are beginning to acknowledge they're beginning to acknowledge that this narrative is going to collapse. And they're trying to get everybody to see how many they can still get on board before the bitter end. Now, I'm going to give you just a little news story that kind of highlights what I'm talking about. And this comes out of Scotland. Now, remember, in the United Kingdom, they've been really pushing this vaccine and they've been keeping some pretty decent numbers. So is Germany, so is Israel, and a few other places. And as much as they keep demanding that you get your vaccination or you can't, you know, participate in society, I think they know it's going to collapse. And I I think it's going to collapse by March or sometime during the month of March, if not even before. But as we get into March and we're heading towards spring, I expect the Biden administration to claim I... I shut down the virus. Mark my words. Now, according to some stats that came out of Scotland, and and they're talking about infection and hospitalization with COVID-19, they're finding out something that is quite interesting. Infections and hospitalization with COVID-19 are vastly more frequent, vastly more frequent in people that have had the COVID vaccination than people that hadn't had any. And here's the worst part. And the mortality rate of a double dosage, in other words, a do- the full dosage when you became fully vaccinated, we're not talking boosters in this, we're just saying those that used to be classified as fully vaccinated, the mortality rate from a double dosage is vastly more probable than in people who have never taken the vaccine. Now, it doesn't make any sense, does it? And they were looking from December 11th until like last week or so, about about 10 days ago. The newest data 
came out and it showed case numbers for individuals testing positive for the virus have been persistently lower among the unvaccinated. With the exception of one week of all that month, when the triple jabbed, those that have had their boosters, have a marginally reduced infection rate that goes away quickly. In three of the four weeks, the double vaccinated had twice the infection frequency of the unjabbed. What does that mean? It means the stuff doesn't work. It means everything you were told in December of 2020, in January of 2021, and all the way through this past year, turned out not to be true. And as time went by and they tried everything, let's try the booster shots. You know, we'll use the immunocompromised. We will use those that are over, let's say, 65 or 70. And they kept hoping for the best. And insanity, the definition, of course, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So in this time frame, in Scotland, in basically December into January, early December to, you know, first so week or so of January, the single and triple jabbed had lower rates of infection than the double. In other words, you know, if you were, quote, fully vaccinated, but still had approximately 1.4 times the amount of infections as those that never had uh, taken the vaccine. In other words, one and a half times the risk. Almost makes no sense. Once again, the promise that uh, Rachel Maddow gave you in, in March and Biden in May uh, that you're all done was was phony. It was untrue. And it's sad. Now, with all that said, I question several other things. And I don't and I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with this because the narrative is collapsing, and I'm, I'm just going to be fascinated to watch how they, they try to maneuver this. See, if you go back to the CDC website, as I did back in end of March of 2020 when I was working in emergency management, and I ran across all of this wealth of information about SARS-CoV-2, but from 2003 and four, Man, there was a bunch of material to read and it talked about how this may have of course i think it was the same thing we had this go around it got out of a lab i think it's been played with for ages coronaviruses yeah they, they make a great bioweapon they keep on keeping on and the whole idea was to come up with a vaccine to stop it and they were trying the m RNA vectors. They were trying the HIV method. You know, HIV has come back, by the way, too, with a lot of the vaccinated. Go figure that one out. There's something going on that the test didn't work out as they hoped. Remember, when you when you take a project that has failed and failed and failed, and suddenly with all these research dollars tossed in in 2020 called Operation Warp Speed, What these companies like Moderna and Pfizer failed to disclose is they've been working on this for ages and it only had limited of any success. And now they were going to take this and rush it to market. We never had a long-term study. The only prior studies had all come to failure. 
This is what people don't realize. All their other efforts on this had failed prior to 2020. And they always failed a year or so after they were introduced and used. Well, see, you didn't have a full study on these vaccines in 2020. They were rushed to market under emergency use authorization. In other words, two things to remember. Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca overseas in, in, in the United Kingdom and other places, you can't hold them liable. In other words, if they fail, eh, they fail. If they cause you damage to your heart, so be it. You can't sue. If you lose a loved one and they die, tough. You're on your own. That's what emergency use authorization means. It's kind of like the right to try, which the United States supposedly has, though it has been thwarted quite a bit during this pandemic. The right to try. See, if there's an alternative therapy, you cannot use an emergency use authorized anything. And so that's why that's why early on, the idea of having something that would work like a hydroxychloroquine, and where did that come from? Was that did that come from Trump? Was that Trump saying that and, and just invented it? No. The document that I read, the document that I read at the end of March of 2020 and April of 2020, contained that exact information that the CDC itself, now listen to me carefully on this one. I read it with my own eyes. I didn't get it third hand or fourth hand or from some obscure website. This came directly from the CDC website, something that had not been scrubbed, something that anybody could find, buried deeply in there if you did a full search. And that's how I found it. I mistakenly just put SARS-CoV, not never added the dash two. So I started getting other documents and then went back to two. This one in particular was fairly lengthy and it was written in 2005. And I remember reading that one night in my hotel room. I printed it, had my printer with me. And I had a lot of my tools of the trade, so to speak, in producing video and audio. And I mean, I was involved in both planning and media. And so I'm trying to get a handle on all this so I can speak intelligently to like, you know, the the local news media. And prepare those that were going to be on our daily little television thing on Facebook and, and on channel on a TV channel in that market. And so I find this information, and I'm reading about, so how do you treat it? How did they treat it? What have they discovered work? Remember, the greatest minds in the world got involved in 2003 and four, and they discovered, and a lot of of, uh, people that work with viruses and illnesses understood the power of certain drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and others, Though they are anti-parasitic, they also, like many drugs, have an off-label use. That, uh, yeah, one was designed for one thing, but it has a positive outgo on another. In other words, it causes the ability, when working with zinc, to keep these viruses from taking over your cells and reproducing. That's what hydroxychloroquine and zinc 
in tandem, along with vitamin D and C, that's what that's what it did. And ivermectin is just as powerful in that regard. The whole idea is it stops. It stops the virus from replicating using your cells. And then you finally get ahead of it, and then your body can can remove the remainder of the virus that is trying to attack and and thwart and get deep into your your tissue and and replicate, which can cause a cytokine storm and you know the rest. And so these treatments were known in 2005, published by the CDC. When in 2005, but no, suddenly it's a no go. Suddenly, you know, anybody thinking that is a crazy person. Twitter will ban you for even mentioning it. So so did Facebook with their phony COVID information page, which is phony. It's just all the propaganda. I wonder how they're going to deal with that after the month of March. Or is it just going to vanish away like it never happened? All these treatments were known, but suppressed. Because, see, like I said, if you have a therapeutic that can cure people or speed them into recovery, then you can't use an emergency use authorized vaccine. Oh, but Bob, Bob, you forgot. The the FDA approved Pfizer's uh, vaccine back in uh, August or or July. No, they approved something you can't get to this day. They approved a trade name drug that's allegedly supposed to be about the same. But it isn't. And even a judge said, you know, you're, you're making these claims, but you can't back it up. They're not the same. Which presents to me another couple of issues. Like I say, I know that I'm being Mr. Negative on the beginning of this program, but it's all going to turn positive before the end. Trust me on this. How do you force somebody in the military to take an experimental drug against their wish and that if they don't take it, you throw them out? I think a lot of this stuff's going to come back to haunt the military. Um, it's going to come back to haunt the medical sector. Talking to a few people that are in the know that do this stuff every day. One guy is saying, if you really want to make a good living right now, be a vaccinated nurse. Oh, yeah, there, there's such a shortage. There, there are some that are making... Uh, thousands of dollars a day and the funny thing is if you bring a nurse in from overseas you don't even ask some questions like are you vaccinated (laughs) it's amazing that you know we'll fire them here but we'll hire them from somewhere else that is happening something else a friend of mine shared and I, i can't say where i made a promise can't say what he exactly he's in emergency management Um, And he understands how many calls are made by the ambulances and how many people are getting into the hospital. And he made an interesting statement. He said, they're running double right now the number of calls to the hospital than they did just prior to the pandemic. So they're running about double the calls. Now, somebody at CNN would say, see, it's all COVID all the time. Turns out it's not. These cases that are happening in these hospitals are something, a couple of things you need to understand right now. And I mean, this is important to understand. There are a lot of people going to the hospital for totally non-COVID-related things. 
more than we've seen in a long time. And what is frightening is this increase in the number between the ages of roughly 18 and 64. It's going up. And it's not COVID. Now, the funny thing is that with all these screwy tests with their false positives, you get somebody that comes in with heart issues or other issues, even a, even a car wreck, and they magically test positive for COVID, though they have zero symptoms. They suddenly are magically a COVID patient in the hospital, even though that's not what they're there for. They're there for a bad gallbladder, a busted appendix but they happen to test positive for COVID. So they get to add to the COVID ranks in the hospitals. You could be there for a heart attack and you're declared now a COVID patient in the ICU. That is a fact that they push the numbers up. And so what am I beginning to see now? People at the CDC and other places are saying, you know, it turns out that maybe 40%, maybe 50, maybe 60%, of those that we're saying are in the hospital are not there for COVID after all. They're there for something else. So we need to readjust the numbers. Well, of course, you're going to adjust downward. Then they said, if you've recovered from COVID, we can't test you anymore because it's too unreliable. You're going to keep testing positive for, oh, for many, many weeks. Well, see, a year ago, they kept testing and testing. Here's the dirty secret. Now, listen to me carefully on this. This took a little bit of research a year ago, and I finally figured it out. Every positive test becomes a new case. Let me say that again. Every positive test became a new case. So, Jimbo goes and gets a test because he's got the runny nose going. He tests positive. Then he keeps testing to see when he's turned negative so he can, you know, go back to work early. Well, he makes two other tests that were positive. So Jimbo now is three cases in the United States. Not one, three. And then he becomes negative eventually. And the false positives, they're out there too. So when you have... When you have the director of the CDC now acknowledging that fact. When you see the narrative beginning to slowly turn at CNN and other locations. Even though you have the insanity of the left, we need to lock up all those that are unvaccinated and make them stay in their homes because they're going to kill us. In spite of the fact this, that the CDC is already saying it is the vaccinated that are spreading COVID-19 at far greater numbers than the unvaccinated. It is actually a pandemic now of the vaccinated. Now, I've got some other things I want to share that actually are hopeful. I really do. I don't want to be Mr. Negative on this entire program because I believe the narrative is collapsing. And the true number of people that died in the United States is not 800 or 900,000. It's far less than that. But there is one thing that does absolutely anger me. And I pray to Almighty God that the truth be revealed. 
And then we find out that we could have treated so many people that actually did die unnecessarily. See, a lot of, there's a doctor that I know, know of quite well. He and I have met many a time over the years. He treated 500, 500 COVID patients. He lost nobody, nobody, nobody died. He treated him with those evil things you're not supposed to use, like hydroxychloroquine. Remember the campaign of calling all this stuff, you know, animal, uh, you know, uh, paste. You know, it, you know, it, it, it's dewormer paste or garbage like that. They tried to, you know, make anybody out. Listen, people are losing. We're, there's a guy in Maine, a gal in Maine, going to lose their license because they. They successfully treated patients for COVID-19. Notice, they successfully treated patients, so now they want that doctor to lose their license because that doctor didn't do it the approved way of waiting till the lips turn blue, shove them on a ventilator, and let them die. Too many people that could have easily been cured, could have easily been helped, were denied that help. In some cases, there were people that had to go to court to force to force hospitals to allow somebody to be treated who then lived, who was going to die if they didn't. The right to try was denied, even though it's the law of the land. The COVID, the cult of COVID is all about control. It has nothing to do with your health. As I said, I have prayerfully considered this at length. The entire COVID narrative is collapsing right before your very eyes. It's kind of like a little shaking that's starting, those first little tremors of an earthquake. And you're feeling it. And before long, the whole thing's going to crack wide open. What the ultimate result will be is probably to, shall we say, inflate the status of a Joe Biden. I don't think they can undo all the damage they've done in our supply chain. I might be surprised, but they're going to do their best to turn the election of 2022 here in the United States by pretending or actually admitting that things have gotten better. Now, in a minute, I've got a couple of more stories. I'm going to wind up. I'm going to move away from COVID and move on to some other equally as important stories. But all of it has a happy ending. Believe it or not, all of it, I think, is going to be some good news for many. Even though many people unnecessarily died, well, I just pray they're held accountable that we realize, wait, we could have treated this. And people that lost a loved one, I'm thinking of people that I know that or know of where there's been a loss in their family. And you find out in every case they were never treated for the disease. They were simply put in an ICU, observed, given a little bit of oxygen, and then a ventilator, and they died. They were never treated. And places where people were allowed to be treated, they lived. That truth is going to come out. If you believe in our work, would you consider supporting us financially to pay for the shortwave airtime? Our mailing address, by the way, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. 
number 3248. That's our secure box, number 3248. And that is in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's 32536, 32536. There's a lot of really important stories coming up in the next segment you don't want to miss. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The mystery of Ola coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and be blessed with in a moment. In Psalm 97, verse 9, it says, For thou, O Lord, you, O Lord, are high above all the gods. You know, you are exalted. It's famous. Now, in Israel, there were several different kinds of sacrifices. The most awesome one was called the Olah. And it means the burnt offering, the total offering. There was nothing left over. It was called Olah because it went up. And so the entire sacrifice went up. And this is the same sacrifice Abraham asked of, well, Abraham was asked of God to lift up. You know, now in Psalm 97, verse 9, what I just read, you, O Lord, are high, exalted. Well, that word exalted is the word Allah or Olah. In other words, God is exalted, but it also links him to the one who goes up. It also links him to the sacrifice, the complete sacrifice that goes up to heaven. Profound thing. There's a link in Hebrew between praising the Lord, exalting the Lord, and lifting up a sacrifice. It says, praise the Lord. Well, that's not enough. When you praise him, you're lifting up a sacrifice. You see, we must live a life of sacrifice. God gave everything for us. He sacrificed himself. Salvation is free, but it's costly too. You know, when you lift up the sacrifice to him, your treasure, your goal, your will, your future, your, then you're praising him when you lift it up to him. Your total sacrifice, then you've offered up your olah. Bless the Lord with your olah and God will be exalted in your life. Want more? Ask for Ola. Now, the free gift for you. From the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim, the awesome, hidden, mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. And Sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get these gifts absolutely free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and the unreached peoples of all tribes and tongues. It's incredible. You can actually blanket the earth with the gospel through shortwave radio. It's incredible. We do it every week, and you can be part of it. It's awesome. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 and touch the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. You can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy box, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy box, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, offer him up. Offer up that sacrifice for the Lord. Bless him. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Haola, the sacrifice. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want to begin to move away from the, uh, shall we say, COVID and the collapsing narrative of COVID. Now, we've, we've heard in the stories about Austria getting like, you know, ready to find everybody that doesn't comply. 
you're beginning to see a break. Now, parts of Europe, I just have this feeling, are going to hang on to the bitter end. Austria is one of those places, perhaps Italy and Germany. But the United Kingdom, well, they're beginning to see the light. Now, a couple of days ago, you probably uh, heard a story, and I just want to quickly share it again to remind you that Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced the end of COVID-19 measures introduced to curb the spread of the Omicron variant in Britain. As he looks to live with the virus after a peak in cases is coming right about now. Now, see, Britain was the first to inter- to limit international travel over the variant, Omicron, and they raised alarm bells about mutations and in December introduced work-at-home advice, more mask-wearing mandates, vaccine passes, etc., etc., etc. But the cases continued to soar, but hospitalizations and deaths did not. And, and some people say maybe that's the booster rollout. Or as others say, no, it's because this variant, probably created by the shots to begin with, is more infectious, can escape the vaccines, but is vastly less virile against the body. So Johnson's approach, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, is to avoid lockdowns and learn to live with the virus. See, which contrasts the old zero approach being done in Australia and Austria and other places, and China and Hong Kong and other European countries. Johnson said many nations across Europe have endured further winter lockdowns, but this government took a different path. And so he's decided enough. He's going to go to a new plan. In other words, face masks would no longer be enforced anywhere. COVID passes no longer mandatory. And advice to work at home is coming to a rapid end in Great Britain. I'm telling you, the pandemic is changing. The pandemic is changing right now. We're we're realizing that we inflated the death numbers, we've inflated the case numbers, and we mistreated those that were suffering, which could have been treated and saved. And that, to me, the truth is getting revealed. You're already seeing major entities in the United States beginning to back off. And it's going to happen quick. It's going to happen rapidly. Is it? It's going to roll out every day between now and the beginning of March, where somewhere as we enter spring, Biden can come before a, a podium without wearing a mask and say, friends, it worked. My policies worked. I've kicked COVID. It's over. Get on with your life. And, of course, why would Boris Johnson do this? Because many in his own party were plotting to get rid of him. It's like they're, they're plotting to get rid of Biden and everybody else because the narrative is collapsing and they got to find somebody to throw under the proverbial bus. All right, that's enough for today on the cult of COVID and the mass Covidians. I want to move on to some other other stories. And these are the kind of stories that we, even with COVID fading out, these can kick into high gear now. There's been something happening over the last roughly 10 years. 
and it's been escalating. Now, the entire LGBTQ movement has been, it's been getting louder and louder since the beginning of the 1990s. And I can remember back during here in the United States during the Bill Clinton administration when it came to the service, don't ask, don't tell, because it was illegal to be a homosexual in the military. And so he did this little compromise called don't ask, don't tell. And that lasted all the way to the Obama years where it became encouraged. Hey, it's okay. It's okay to be gay in the military. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Starting in 2009, this uptick about this being gay started ramping up at a level and pace that has been unprecedented. And in a matter of about, you know, five, six years, we now, we saw by 2015, same-sex weddings being mandated by the Supreme Court across the land. And, and most people don't even think about it anymore. It just happened. You know, you get the occasional story about, well, he won't bake my wedding cake for my, my marriage to, you know, this other guy. And so on and on it goes. We're being forced to gradually comply. Now, this is going to be a delicate area, um, and, and i got to define this, and I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying, and I want to be extremely clear. There are a lot of so-called churches that are deeply into the LGBTQ and trans movement. I mean, they live for this stuff. They got rainbow flags in their sanctuaries and everywhere. And all they are about is their gayness, not the gospel. They're into their social justice war being the social justice stuff, and they've abandoned you know the scripture along the way. Or they've changed it, warped it, refused to read it, refused to obey it. When I came along and I, I learned in my youth, and listen, I was rebellious for a period of time. But as I've gotten deeper into God's word, it all makes sense. The more you read it, the more it makes sense. And and these people that are trying to change it and warp it and and do do in the name of God, they, you know, you got all these websites promoting all these, you know, churches that are real happy to have you come out at their church to be celebrated. Now, homosexuality is one thing. We're just going to leave that alone for a moment. It, it's, it's been pushed very heavily in a lot of churches, so-called churches. They're not real churches. They're fake, phony, and dangerous. They're not the gospel. They're preaching another gospel. They're an anathema. But there's something else that is happening that I think is equally as damaging. Once again, Satan wants to deceive. Satan wants to destroy. Satan wants to ruin. And, and now we have this whole thing about transgenderism. You know, you got this guy pretending he's a female athlete in Penn State winning all these, you know, matches. It's happening all over the world. Women's sports is being decimated. After all those years of wanting equal opportunity and women's this, women's that, you got it. Now it's being taken away by some guy that claims to be a girl. And he makes that claim, and everybody has to believe his mental illness. But it's even worse than that. 
you have got delusional parents that have given their souls, body, and mind to Satan himself that are destroying their children, destroying their children. They are so satanically deceived they cannot even see anymore. They're blind. God has given them over to mass delusion. There, there was a uh, HBO special that came out yeah, a couple of years ago. Now, this particular special was called Trans Hood. Trans Hood. And like I say, it's about an hour and a half long. It was a big deal on HBO back during the beginning of COVID 2020. And it, it was pushing a narrative that even little children know that they're the wrong, wrong biology, the wrong gender. Even little children. And we're supposed to encourage it. And from that movie, that special, you know, uh, done by HBO, they were tracking children age 4, 7, 12, and 15 at the start of the film. 4, 7, 12, and 15. And their families as they navigated growing up transgender in America's heartland. This happened in Kansas City. And there in Kansas City is this church. I'm not sure what it is. I've seen the video. It could be one of the United Churches of Christ. It could be maybe Methodist. It could be Evangelical Lutheran Church in America by the architecture. But in this, in this documentary, there is this mother. Now, this is what I want you to pay attention to. And this mother brings her... Basically, looks like her four-year-old child, a little boy, brings him to this church, one of those affirming churches, pro-LGBTQ, to announce, to have this little boy announced, very confused, like, what do you know at the age of four? Come on. You know, I know a lot of five, when my granddaughter was like about six, seven years old, she wanted to be a mermaid. Come on. She thought she was a mermaid. Do we chop her legs off and splice on some fins? So here's this confused four-year-old because she, this, this kid, this poor boy, has got a mentally ill or satanically inspired mother. Where's the father, by the way? And this sick mother, mother is advertising that this child um, is announcing to the congregation that he is actually a she. Now, this this little audio from this video clip lasts eh, a little less than a minute. I want you to listen. I want you to listen carefully to how this kind of child abuse is occurring, not just here and there, but it's happening all over the United States. And it's very terrifying. Good morning. Good morning. Today, we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer or questioning intersex pansexual asexual or any category that i've left out okay so that is the female pastor with her rainbow stole of this synagogue of satan introducing this most important time of of worship of almighty god to declare our our homosexuality, or our changing fluid gender. Now, here's the mother of the little boy introducing her little boy as 
with the name Phoenix. This is Phoenix. Oh, I'm really sorry. You're a little shy. Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. Okay. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. May you be well, safe, and whole. We honor you. Exactly. Now, I don't know about you, but something seemed terribly wrong about everything you just heard in about a minute's time. From what the church so-called church. I don't even want to call it a church. It's a cult. It is a cult of sex, a cult of confusion. Has nothing to do with the redemption and the power of the redemptive power of Jesus Christ and lives being changed. These are lives that refuse to be changed. They want God to change for them. They want God to approve of their sin. And they want God to celebrate their sin. They don't want it taken away. They don't want to repent. They want to be encouraged in their evil. And they take little children and confuse them. I mean, at four years of age, you're barely entering kindergarten. And as I said, I had a granddaughter that wanted to be a mermaid. Makes no sense. Yet this is what intelligent people in education and government are promoting. They had your little kid wearing face diapers because they were afraid they were COVID spreaders when they weren't. They encourage these kids to explore their sexuality at increasingly young ages when they don't understand. And now in some schools I've been reading where they even help a child uh, evade their parents for a transition from being a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy. What business is it of of the schools? None. You have people, you have people like, you know, Terry McAuliffe and others that believe that the schools have full control of your kids and you have no control. That you shouldn't have any any say-so at all in any of this. But that's how evil works. Listen, California is a case in point. They're just falling apart. They're decriminalizing crime and they're paying a dear price for it. Yet they want to spend more and more money on wokeness. They're busy chasing the last of the conservatives and those that are believers in Christ out of their state. I feel sorry for those that are believers in California with the amount of money you're spending for what you're getting and the mess that you've got on your hands. This year of 2022 is a year that I believe God is going to be shining the light of truth across the globe. Not just in the United States, not just in Canada, not just in Australia, not just in Europe, but everywhere. And a lot of people are going to be so deluded they will never see the truth, no matter how bright the light. They will choose to live their lives in total and abject darkness. It's going to become very clear. Now, a lot of churches closed down during the pandemic, and I'm glad that some of those very churches are never going to open again. They were apostate to begin with. They're they're affirming little, little boys becoming girls at age four. They're sick. 
They don't have the spirit of Christ in them. They've got the spirit of death in their building. I believe God is going to judge them harshly. There's no doubt here in the United States, we may be the last holdout of Christianity, but that's now the minority of the population, not the majority. Probably more of a minority than you'd care to discuss. I pray, I pray if you're listening to what I'm telling you, that you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Many of you are being called to do many things. Stop worrying. Stop worrying about viruses and all this nonsense. You've been, you, you've been, you've had your attention taken away for meaningless things. It is time to put your full trust in your Almighty God. The world is going to change around you, but it's time for you to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Time is filled with swift transitions.
in spite of all the bad news you can read every day, see on the news, read on the internet, God's hand is unchanging. It is time to stop putting your trust in the Fauci's and of this world. The Bible says, you know, put your don't put your trust in princes or the sons of men. They're going to fail you every time. Too many good Christians put their faith aside during the pandemic and listen to all the experts and the ever-changing narrative for almost two years now. Almost two years. And now before your very eyes, that narrative is about to collapse. A lot of other sin is going to be revealed. And it's time for Christians to stand together and hold on to God's unchanging hand. There's a window of opportunity Not a very big one. It's coming. We had better use it. Do you believe in the work we're doing here at this ministry? Would you consider supporting us financially to keep us on the air? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida, Crestview, Florida, 32536-32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.